Greetings, fellow travelers, and welcome to The Way of the Showman, where we view the world through the lens of showmanship. I am Captain Frodo, and I will be your host and guide along the way. And uh, here we are back uh, uh, into the conversation about making ideas concrete with Jay Gilligan. And uh, yet again, we are sort of, of course, it's um, the the conversation is the same so we're still talking from the point of view of a performer no <laughs> well always it's it's two performers talking but a point of view of a student um, and teacher relationship but the whole aim which is only really sort of fully becoming clear as we go here now is that Jay in the school is specifically working with jugglers <clears throat> but it could be applied to uh, magicians or it could be applied to acrobats or whatever it is that you do and what he is asking is the is or what he is asking questions about is done to be able to foster art, um, artistic development and to help the the jugglers discover who they are as artists you always come into a school uh, or into a situation and you already think that you know who you are uh, because that's what you do but in a in a good relationship teacher student relationship or why you go to a school is to expand it's to develop yourself and to become more than what you were, were when you arrived so through these seemingly simple exercises you can expand so let's jump back right into it here now <laughs> So I was just saying that um, in terms of making choices, then there's the game, the yes or no game. If you say yes, then you just lock in your decision. Yeah. You don't have any more indecision. So you stop wasting effort, extra effort worrying about it then. Um, and you can go back and change your mind later. It's okay to have a different opinion tomorrow. Mm. But for now, you just say, I like it, yes. Then don't think about it anymore. It's locked in. But then if you say no, then you say, why don't I like it? And this is a game, again, that we, the same way that you would learn to do five ball back crosses by practicing and repeating, 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 trying to do the trick. I, we also practice how to speak to ourselves. And the way that I say, generally, again, you, put, you take a juggler, they do something, and you say, why did you do that? Generally, they'll say either, I don't know, or at the best, as a first step, they'll say, oh, I thought it was cool. Yeah. And what I try to do is we try to drill down to words that are specific because words like cool or I thought it was nice or it felt good or it looked awesome or even it, even stuff like, well, it was really hard or tricky. Yeah, that's a little bit better. Tricky is better than cool, mm. but they're too general. So what I try to do is we try to practice using language by asking questions like, why did you do that? And then you can just keep asking, you can be like a, a, a toddler and you can keep asking why. Mm. So then you say, why did you do that? Oh, I thought it was cool. Okay, why was it cool? Well, it felt good. Why did it feel good? Oh, it was just something I was thinking about. Well, what were you thinking about? And then eventually, if you keep pestering someone enough, they will actually say a word of value. So they'll be like, well, I was thinking about when I was walking to school. Ah! You were thinking about walking. I get a connection there between what you just did and walking. You were thinking about moving through space. You were moving forward. You were thinking about, you know, from A to B. Now there's something to really work with that we can start to play with. Yeah. We can make walking is a concrete thing, is an action. It's something that you that that is concrete, as opposed to 
I did this because it felt good and then I did this other thing that is seemingly unrelated with another prop that also felt good. Exactly. And if you're doing these two things next to each other just based on the, on how you felt when you did it, that's also a criteria, but it's not well, as so, concrete. So what you do then is you take that word walking, for example, and you say, okay, so in one way you were inspired to do this, this little moment or throw or trick or catch because you were thinking about walking and you had this little idea. Maybe it wasn't a deep idea and you didn't even connect it very concretely, but like we uncovered this through poking at you and saying mm. why. And then what you can do is you say, great, new assignment. We have mm. a new task. Make 10 tricks about walking. Yeah. And, and the chances are that maybe those tricks you make about walking, you'll also think are cool and that they also felt good yeah. because we established that that was one quality of this thing that you did now mm. that, that we, that you liked, right? That's so you're valuable. after now 10 tricks that are feel good to you and that are cool, for instance, and that they are also about walking. You go, then you would have three parameters if cool, like, cause it might be that you, when you go, so do you know what you mean by feeling good and cool? Right. Because then if that is, then maybe you will end up with a cool, feel good routine about walking. <laughs> right. Like that it could there, be, but maybe those two first ones often actually was blind alleys that you said, was it cool? Yeah, it was cool. But was that bit more cool than this exactly. thing that you didn't do? Maybe not. Okay, let's just take cool out of the equation. Yeah, it's hard to, well, that's, yeah. that's, that's a good point. Yeah. The, other, the other aspect of the whole work is, you never in, in class, I'm talking in class, yeah. like in this formal environment, in this formal process where we're just practicing these things, mm. you never try to do something good. Learning don't, about exploration almost. Like. Don't try to do something good. Oh yeah. Just do something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it goes back to the indecision then, the indecision thing of inefficiency, of yeah. wasting energy worrying about things that you, that in that moment you're not there to worry about things. But this is the same with all improv. When you're doing any improv class, mm. when you're going to improvise, a big part of what you do is to say the first thing that you say and not stopping and thinking again. Like, so you go, oh, yep. some thought comes into your head going, I'm a fireman. And you go, oh, that's too obvious. Right, <laughs> And if exactly. you can say that now, there's just somebody standing there and the scene is gone and they, they will beat the drum and tell you to leave. Exactly. Next person on. And you just got to go with the first thing and you say it. And then the other one goes, oh, that's a bit obvious. Yeah, I thought that. But then, and now there's a dialogue happening or whatever. So <laughs> right. maybe in all kind of improv, if you're part of that flow is to go, just make the decision. And then you're chatting about it later and you can always improve on it. Absolutely. Like when you write the book. You, and you can feel differently about it the next day. No problem. You yeah. can change your mind. That's totally allowed. And you're also going to improve on it. Like with, That's what I meant with this, like writing a book. It's like the first draft is famously always terrible. And you think you've written all of it down, but then you're going to look at that. And now you go, what is it that I'm saying in this chapter? Mm. You know, oh, this whole chapter doesn't matter. And it narrows it down. And then mm. you can improve on it if you're going to continue to work. But also it, I get the experience that I get the feeling that you also through these exercises going this exercise is this exercise that we do now about time and space and juggling and all it turns out now that it's about walking so yeah, movement whatever. through space in a certain period of time in the pace of walking that that's what so you're narrowing it down but ultimately these things don't matter we're going to take these ex exercises and then we're going to throw it away and this is not going to be part of because you actually do four diabolos in your act and that's what it's about. But next time when you're going to make another act, these, this, you're, you're learning about the act of making choices and taking decisions. It's the first year. We're explore. establishing a process. We're yeah. establishing a protocol. 
But more importantly, you're also learning about yourself. You're learning about what you like and don't like. Yeah. And it's not just to analyze your own thoughts and your own work in that moment. That's why, let's say we have a class with five students and they all do different types of juggling. Um, I, it's just as valuable. Let, let's say you do Diablo and I do ball bouncing. It's just as valuable for you to examine your choices with the Diablo as it is to hear about my choices with the ball bouncing. Yeah. Because it's all about looking at the world and having this critical eye yeah. towards things and to, to refine your own sense of judgment. So it's not just looking at your own work, but now once you've had this kind of experience of saying, wait, why did I make that choice? You can, because I do this all the time with the students. I say, hey, so have you seen a juggling show or have you seen a circus show or have you seen a theater show or a music concert that you like? And everybody, oh yeah, I've seen one. Cool, so which one is it? And they, they named the, the thing they saw. Oh, why did you like it? And it's the same process again. Mm. Oh, it, it was, was cool. cool. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it awesome. makes me feel good to yeah, watch it. Awesome. Yeah. And then let's drill that down to actual concrete words. And for me, that's a system I use in my life personally. What was the coolest moment of the show? Well, I go around the whole world looking at, at, at anything in terms of my right. artistic life. And I try to say concrete words. Frodo, I liked your show because of, and I try to say something really specific mm. that's identifiable because once you identify what you start to think is cool and feels good, then you can do more of that thing. Yeah, I, It's I, not I a shot in the dark now anymore. I you say it, that I also do that. It's like you go, and sometimes you also know, I find it really difficult to make an opinion about something, like going, writing a review about something. I can't do it I, f I find it very intimidating myself because the work is so rich but the only way to attack it is to go what spoke to me and sometimes while i then go oh i like the fact that they would they that everyone was over here and that person was alone that made me all of a sudden it spoke to me this the acrobat here and they, they were running whatever that and, that and then from there i can sometimes begin to kind of uh, pull out the thread of what it was and the conversation emerges from that. So you sort of penetrate the work a little bit by finding one thing that was good and then you can say that and then sometimes you you, you get closer to the essence of it by just picking at it like that. Right. I mean, to kind of to, to kind of wrap up this little arc here, with the, where, what's the point of all this mm. is, again, in the first year, you're establishing a protocol, a relationship, a working method, a framework... Um, or whatever, but what you're doing is you're establishing a common language. So then eventually, actually, Frodo, with me and you, for example, at this point in our discussions of our lives, you can you can tell me something is cool, and that word cool has meaning, mm. because I know what you mean by the word cool, but the word cool to anybody else in the outside world, um, it's too big of a word, it's too big of a definition, but me and you, we've established enough repertoire that are between us mm. a shared experiences between us that when you say something is cool i can trust what that means and i try to do the same thing with the students that first you have to be specific to establish some sort of common language common experience and then you can go on further and maybe in the future it is more efficient to just to in the third year for example and they're working on their graduating act or something right and then they can do a, a start to the act and i go that's cool And then when I say that word there, we have all this history behind us where there's an, like we can do a shorthand, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. We can start to code it. But at the beginning, you have to deconstruct it and tear it apart and examine exactly what do people mean and who are you and what do you think and what do I think? 
you have to establish two points of view to have the conversation. Otherwise, you're just talking in circles. And otherwise, if you just keep using the like undefined, vague words your whole life, it's always shots in the dark. Uh, and I'll tell you uh, maybe the final little story about that, which is when I worked for Jerome Thomas Company and uh, every morning we would go and we were there in Paris, we would walk in and do our juggling practice, each individual company member. And I would grind out three hours a day of just super high technique, ball rings, clubs, numbers, tricks, body throws, whatever, pirouettes. Um, you know, I was young back then. <laughs> and, and, uh, but there was another uh, French juggler who would come in every day. He would bring three white silicone balls, white ones. He's serious. They're not different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would do yoga for a meditation yoga for a good hour to two hours every day. I mean, super hardcore yoga, like really physically fit mover, dancer type of juggler. And then he would finally, after two, maybe two and a half hours of preparation, while I'm sweating and grinding out this whole time, he's just in the middle of the room, just being Zen and meditating, breathing. He would pick up the, he would pick up the white balls and he would look up at the ceiling and sometimes he would start juggling and he might juggle for another hour before it was lunchtime and he would do uh, nice stuff. But some days he'd pick up the balls and then he would just walk out of the room without throwing a single one. And some days anywhere in between, he would pick up the balls and juggle for five minutes and leave or 12 minutes, etc. So after this happened for a few months, I went and asked him, I said, hey, just, just curious, like I see you every morning, we're doing our morning practice. Because then in the afternoon, we would work together on the show. But in the morning, do what you want. And I said, I noticed that sometimes you juggle and sometimes you don't. And so what's happening there? And he said, I'm waiting for the God of inspiration to strike me. And I prepare my body. I prepare my mind. I prepare my soul. And sometimes when I pick the balls up, the God blesses me with the inspiration to juggle. And then I can juggle. But some mornings... uh, he doesn't do that to me. So then I just have to leave and wait till the next day in case it happens again. And I thought in that moment, I was around 18 years old or 20 years old or something. I'm really glad I had that experience when I was that young because I had a thought, not about the moment of how tragic it is every day that you prepare for two hours and you breathe and you're mentally ready, but then the God doesn't strike you with lightning. That's, I thought that was really I mean, honestly, sad and, and a little bit tragic of like, oh, well, it sucks. You went through all that work and it didn't pay off. But I had a vision of myself. This is when I was, you know, when I met this person, 19 years old, whatever. I had a vision of myself 50 years in the future. And every single day, the God of, of inspiration had struck me with lightning for 50 years every day. And then actually after 50 years, the God stopped, you know, giving me lightning that would be the worst life I had ever lived, right? Because for 50 years, you fool yourself into into relying and trusting that the God will strike you with lightning. Mm -hmm. But then after 50 years, you don't have a sustainable practice where you manifest that process yourself. And then you just wake up one day and you don't want to juggle anymore. And then I would just be the most sad person because I like the juggling the most. But also because you (laughs) you have an astounding expertise which I experienced right. this when the pandemic came. Right. And I have so much that I could do. Right. But when you take away the audiences, I am the fourth person in line for the job at bag, bagging groceries. Yeah. Because I am, I have nothing. Right. Like yeah. I can have some people skills or whatever, but unless you already know them and they give you the time of day, 
I all I know is to balance a stick and stuff like that. Yeah, and so to relate that concretely to what I was saying again, to really point it out is like we're not taking stabs in the dark anymore. If you keep saying I like this because it's cool, mm. then you're just searching in the dark for cool. You're waiting for the god of lightning of thunder to strike you with inspiration, mm. and you'll find the cool. Until you define what is cool. You can't intentionally find it again. Seek it out. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so once you're, you're, you're making the process of exploration, research, right. creation of work more conscious. So you just said it. So like I said, you know, at the beginning, I tried to think, why is there a juggling program in a, in a school at this level of a university level? And I had a few reasons. Mm. And one reason was efficiency. And then we can talk about the process of that, which yeah. we did. But the number one reason to have the juggling program in a school, I thought over all my years of 20, 25 years of doing this, the number one thing is consciousness. Meaning, I don't want to say, I don't think it's the institution or the school's uh, job to tell you what to do. But what they're, what they're there for is to give you, to, sh to open your eyes to the choices you're making. So if someone walks into the class and they have their left shoulder sticking up super high and they're leaning over at the waist and they're bent back and they're struggling to do five ball juggling, it's not my place to say, hey, you got to lower your shoulder, you got to stand up straight, you got to center your center of gravity. That's not my point. My point is to say, hey, did you know that your shoulder sticking up in the air? Did you know you're leaning really far back? Did you know you're twisting your hips? And then the student can say, yes, I know. It's part of a character I'm working on yeah. or whatever they want to say. It's a conscious choice. Then it's fine. Yep. Then we can work from there. It's not, there's, I don't think there's any absolute right or wrong answer to yeah, yeah. any of it. Even technique, even technique, I don't think is Just right. Just tell or wrong. me that you're doing this on purpose. Exactly. Or that you considered the other options at least. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so yeah, you found that this will be your mode, how you will stand. Yeah. This will be how you stick out it from the crowd. It was a conscious we choice. Want, we want to hire the crooked juggler. Yeah. Like, yeah. sweet. Or whatever. That's right? great. Yeah. But Or any sort of even, you know, that's a physical yeah. example. And this then leads us back to this uh, thing that I've been trying to unpack or whatever with concrete and abstract or whatever that, and where Eva says it, it's about intention, mm. that if you are doing the crooked thing because you're going to be the crooked juggler, then yeah. you're doing it with intention. But because I am asking you, it's also clear this other thing that we just uncovered that it's not just enough that you have that intention because I'm looking at you and I wonder, is this intentional or not? Because I can't tell. Right. So now you need to work on communicating the fact or making that so okay that it's somehow the fact that you are the crooked juggler gets transmitted to the audience so that they go, oh, wow, like he's, he, what is it with this guy? Does he have some, what's it called, spinal bifida, that yeah. thing that makes you like... Quasimodo. Is it Quasimodo? Yeah, Quasimodo like, reference, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to juggle bells. And the first, you know, the first step, then that first step of communicating any idea to the audience is understanding what that idea is. Yeah. Right? And that's consciousness in terms of I made a choice, I had an opinion, yeah. I have a point of view that I want to share mm. in a, to a certain degree. Yeah. And it doesn't, again, how, you know, how that interpretation happens is flexible mm -hmm. and the end result is flexible. We That's a whole other discussion. Yeah, yeah. But the starting point, the core is knowing yourself, knowing what you like and what you don't like and knowing what you want to do. And yeah. it doesn't mean it has to be drilled down to the 
hundredth degree that every single you know I is dotted and T is crossed and you know every single. But this is what happens when you when you when you have done an act a thousand times. Like I when I have done my act because I have this one act and people keep booking it. I have then the opportunity to to drill into all those details and when you encounter it you go this is a finished piece somehow it's a it's a thing living strong and it ex is expressive you feel that because you've had a chance to look at all these details and that's kind of what this exercise then was about you can throw anything away at any time and and but there are rules and there are and if you're in if you, if this is the idea that you're going with now make sure that it is your actual intention and that connects to what uh, Tom Grader was saying about making sure that everything that you do in the show is important. Because right. if you do it in the show uh, and it's not important and the audience clocks on to the fact that that bit that you just showed them now, those tricks so that when you put the props down on the floor, whatever that bit is, that this has no point, no value in the show, they go, oh, this is the kind of show where some of the stuff is not of value. They sit back and start <laughs> watching the show and if you're unlucky, they might stop caring altogether because they can't anymore distinguish what's important and what's not. Right. So, I wanna, can I tag one quick please? thing on here? Because I think in one way this process, at least in my mind to a, a, a new student, could, it can be intimidating or daunting or it can seem overwhelming. Yeah, because well, I, cause you're kind of asking someone to say, hey, you have to know what you're doing um, explicitly you know in order to do it and I think that that's a huge task and they don't quite understand on what level this this and how to interpret that right um, because we we never know a thousand percent exactly what we're doing or when we start where's the curiosity where's the openness to try to find new things so I try to explain it like this because we are in generally in Stockholm circus school it's an artistic university and then we have this premise that we're going to be artists and that you can follow that line of uh, thought a little bit further and say that we're going to express things with what we do. And so then we're talking about expressing things through juggling. And I've, I've encountered this before a lot with the students and people are like, yeah, intellectually or like, you know, I can comprehend the words. It makes sense. I'm going to express something with juggling. But I think deep down inside and in actual practice, they, they don't understand what that means. And it's, it's also, it sounds like a big thing, right? Like, Frodo, I'm gonna express stuff with juggling to you. And you're like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And so I have tried to come up with an explanation of what that means. Oh yeah, good. And so I think on the surface, it sounds like I'm gonna talk about love, democracy, this, the aspect of time or war or like the meaning of meaning of life yeah, yeah. and then I'm going to juggle so, like three balls in a certain pattern that's going to like give you some sort of suggestion of those things mm -hmm. that's not what I mean at this moment in yeah. the development of juggling in terms of expressing with juggling what I mean is this you can it, these things can be simple that's what I want to say it can be simple things for example let's say you start juggling and you're throwing the balls super super high and then after a while, I throw them lower and 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 I throw them lower, right? And then I, I throw them as low as I can, which means in terms of technique, my hands, um, when I'm doing the high throws, they're moving slowly. And when I'm doing the, the slow throws, they're moving fast. Mm -hmm. And there was just a progression from A to B. What are you expressing with that? Mm. I think if you went and showed um, someone on the street or I always have the fantasy that like I picked my mother, you know, like who's not a juggler as a symbolic, like mm. here's a person who doesn't know, you know, inside the, the work. Then I would show my mom that and I would say, what did I just do? 
I think she could say two things, and you, I think you could agree with me. Mm -hmm. She would say you juggled, right? And she would say either you threw higher to lower mm -hmm. or your hands got faster, right? Like, mm -hmm. is that conceivable you would yes, agree? Yes, absolutely. Then you're done. That's yeah. what you expressed. What did I express? You expressed juggling mm -hmm. and you expressed the quality of change through time. You expressed the quality of high to low or you expressed the quality of slow to fast. And through just seeing that, you would also feel like you watched intentionality. Yes. You didn't think that it was a coincidence that it became lower and lower and faster and faster and that this was a pattern that you, that you had not thought of when you were there. So you go, there is intention behind this yeah. that's shining through and it's not if random. One, if one thing went out to the side, you threw one throw really out to the side, you will probably go, that might have been a mistake. And if it happened again at another point, you go, oh, no, it was not. This was, it's always lower and lower exactly. and faster and faster. But that thing on the side is also now expressing something. First is, what? wow, what was that? Because now well, exactly, so once you, of, Yeah, because once, once you've established what you're doing is not random, mm -hmm. then you can play with the format. Yeah. I am going from higher to lower, but, oh, but one went back higher yeah. again. And then it becomes a game. You know, right? Oh, it's actually, so, it's not just that it's going down. It's trying to go down, but it keeps going up there you again. Go. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, so yeah, there could be yeah. any narrative. And now it there. becomes abstract narrative. Yeah. Like and this. so it doesn't have to be rocket science. It doesn't have to be, oh, you want me to express something through my juggling, which is like, you know, my feelings towards yeah, my... Yeah. It's not crime and punishment. It's, no, it's, 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 as simple, a, it's as simple as you sped up while you juggled, okay? Yeah. So to take that to the conclusion, mm -hmm. then to say that in another way, which is, I think, more um, universal to juggling expression of art and juggling and, and yeah, whatever, yeah. it's that I say it's like this. Uh, in juggling, we're going to express something and uh, the juggling, the juggling can, express, can express something if you want it to. And it can be as simple as this. And I give this to the students as a task. I say, take three tricks. We take the shower, we take the reverse cascade, and we take columns, one up, two up. You have three tricks. Do them each for six, six throws each of each pattern, whatever. Put them in any order you want. And that's the task. And yeah. you have 30 seconds, right? And after 30 seconds, because it takes no time to do that, you just have to think which one goes next and you do the patterns. And then we see that Frodo, you started with the reverse cascade, but I started with the shower mm. and now we're done. The expression has happened. Mm. What it means is you made a different choice than me. Yeah. So all you need to express in juggling are two tricks and you chose the order in which to show them to me. Mm -hmm. And that's all of showmanship. That yeah, is yeah. all of expression. Is it not? Well, yeah, it is. And then, well, well, yeah. And then it, you made that, a choice. As a foundation, anyway. Yeah, and, and then you go, choice. oh, and then you juggle it with this face on, or you juggle well, then it you with can, a bow tie on. Or, yeah, or you can even yeah. start to ask even more fundamentally, but why did you do the shower yeah, first? Yeah. And then you That's go, right. well, and then, and then you have that whole discussion again, you know, normally, and they go, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Or it was cool, mm. or it felt good. And then you start the process again. Yeah. And then you ask that. But, this is, but I think it's intimidating when you hear, like, Juggling is art. It's like, well, I don't quite know what that means. Yeah. And then you go, well, we're in a circus school. We're all going to be artists with our circus. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's something people talk a lot about. And then yeah. you say, now we're going to do juggling that expresses something. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't know what that's going to actually mean. Yeah. And then you have this three-year journey in a school and you're going to graduate. You're going to do that graduation act that's going to express your everything you build up over three years. And it's so dramatic. At the end of the day... What I'm talking about expression is, and the reason it is expression is because 
you made a choice to show me this thing first and that thing next. And it's your personality and who you are that had that make sense to you. Because for me, I did not do the shower first. I did columns first and you're crazy for doing the shower first. Who would do that? That makes yeah, yeah. no sense. But that tells who you are and that tells who I am. And I know this is very, this is a very surface level uh, introduction to this concept, yeah, but yeah. that is how you c connect yourself to an audience eventually. Yeah. And you start business as first year students and you start in the conversation. And, and this started with me going, how do you take something abstract and make it concrete? And here you're bringing in right. how to make choices and that the, the act of making the choice is ultimately all that's uh, up to you. You go, am I gonna do yeah. this magic trick or that magic trick? Am yeah. I gonna do this method or that method? Do I want the effect to be like this or like that? Do I want to, and once you answer those things and you can, there's a thousand ways to do that. Look in the mirror, make a video, have ask someone's opinion, just sit there and think about it. But basically it's that navigating the choices. And then we also uncovered this thing of intentionality and, and yeah. And well, you find, you, you find out that you find out that through making choices, you do have an intention. Yeah. Even if that intention is hidden to yourself, that yeah. if you dig deep enough and you are open and you practice enough yeah. to be open to, you know, finding out what that is, then it's easier and easier mm -hmm. to find. And it's easier to also to, to, to manifest what you want to do. And going back to the, going back to the being working in France and waiting for the lightning to hit your head and make you juggle. Um, then in this way to be creative, I mean, come on, I'm also in the mood sometimes to be creative than others. I'm tired sometimes or I'm full of energy sometimes or whatever. But what I'm saying is it's never bigger than making an action and then saying, do I like it? Yes or no. And, and so that can be a very exhausting process just to say, like, it, it gives, you know, it's constant, it's just constant kind of like framework that you're in, but I would much rather... And it's, con but, but that's the thing is it's always constant forward movement. You always just say, do I like it? Yes or no. And that's always just a, you can just keep taking steps forward. Even when you say no, you're uncovering why you don't like it. And mm. so you're always kind of moving incrementally forward. Yeah. And so what, what, what happens is with this kind of working method, you're, you might make, uh, two, you know, 20 tricks in an hour and 19 of them are in the end, they're bad yeah. and one is good but at least you made one good trick. Yeah, but and I'll, take, same, I'll take those odds. Yeah, it's the same when you're <laughs> writing as well. It's like you're writing something, whether it's, uh, let's just say it's me writing the speech that was, because we watched that yesterday with Eva when I talked about schooling, education, world of school, and I did a magic routine, which is a reworking of another routine, where I started out with all these, what are the ideas that are important here? And I start out with something, and then you start to jam with the two, and then you go, well, I can't, these ideas can't fit. And, and in there, I sort of knew that I wanted to stick relatively close in terms of the tricks that I did with the magic uh, tricks, I just wanted to do the new text and ideas and use the same ways of illustrating that or the, the connections that I had in, in the previous version of this routine. And, and then I am juggling the words in many ways too, because you're juggling the words together with, so you go, oh, is this a better way to express that? Is this another way? And I wanted to be feeling informal, but being so... So in a way, I'm also making constantly making those same choices. Is this the best way to line up the words? Because in this, in a certain sense, that's all an author 
does. So when you're delivering text, it's just you're deciding which word goes after the other. Yeah, and instead of and it's and it's it's in the small details of those forward movements that you can be creative. Instead of again, we, the society has that romantic image of the of the tortured genius who just has the lightning bolt to the head and they write the symphony immediately. Mm. And so I think there is for me at least growing up, there was an intimidation of walking into the empty studio and saying, now I'm going to make some juggling and that juggling has to be good and it has to be amazing and it has to be better than the other people and it has to make me money and it has to express myself. Yeah. It, then I just don't, I'm, I'm frozen. But I don't can't move. do anything because so, eats, choice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's I, it. So you got to make some restrictions on there too, constrictions. You decide, I'm going to just focus on, Yeah. this is going to be very technically difficult or whatever yeah i want it to be on the edge of what's possible for me on that's one choice yeah and on the other or otherwise i don't know but like yeah and once so once so once you practice making these choices and you and you start to learn a little bit more about yourself and what you like and what you don't like and how you can implement those things into your work then you can put any you can you can put yourself inside any box you can put your side yourself inside a technical box and say now i'm going to push the technical and creative limit of what I'm trying to do with like physically with what I'm working with, or you can put yourself in any other sort of box such as, Hey, uh, let's make a show that makes a lot of money. Mm. Right? Like you can start to have other sorts of constructs or concepts that you put yourself inside. So the physical thing of what you're working with, but also the larger, like, Hey, let's make a show that makes a commentary about the environment. Yeah, yeah. Let's make a show that blah, 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 blah. Like anything works now because you're, yeah. you're and then in, you just go, okay, then we're going to talk about the environment. I just did this sequence. Is it good? Yeah, is it good? Do I like relate? it? And also, why relate? do I like it? Yeah, or like, but now I'm going, why? But it's like going, is this expressing my thought that I have now said down yeah. about the environment? Yes or no? Yes, no. And because also then you have a thought. Yeah. And that's that you can articulate. You have, Because I'm sure we all have thoughts. Like, like mm. to, to be real, right? Like everybody has a thought. Everybody has an, has an intention. It's... It's being able to articulate it. That's the yeah. key. Articulate it and then being able to, when you can articulate it to yourself, it's like this John Dewey says, it's like formulating a good, solid question is the problem half solved. Exactly. Because I think most people, if you would say, for example, a first year student or even myself or whatever, hey, what do you want to do ultimately with your juggling? And I think it's easy to say, well, I want to juggle good. Mm. I want, uh, hey, I, Hey, I heard you're making a new show. Like, what do you what do you want to do with the new show? Oh, I want it to be good. Again, good. It's so it's so ambiguous. <laughs> just wishy washy. Yeah. It's not. It's just. It doesn't guide you anywhere. You need to have a structure in place by which you can make decisions against. And yeah, that's why we good struggle. is the same as yes. Okay, you're gonna keep this. Then. Right. Right. Which is good means. Uh, are you gonna keep this or continue working on it? Yes. Are you gonna throw it out? No. Good. But the, so it could you could say that that becomes your. We, we struggled so hard when we wrote Reflex together to, to really define what's the show about. Mm. Not because um, we, we had to give that answer to anybody but ourselves. Mm. So that we could start to uh, edit decisions against what we had decided. Yeah, that's exactly hey, what, right. hey, what's the show Reflex about? Well, oh, juggling. Okay, so that means I can juggle this. Well, it's juggling. I don't know. Yeah. Or it doesn't help you. But you have to yeah. say, okay, Reflex is about X, Y, and Z. Then, you, and then any sort of thing you want to have a question mm. about... You can you have a standard that's against exactly right. wins to yeah to compare that, it yeah that all, uh, yeah that's right and the clarity of us being able to say that we want to say that juggling is art and uh, make that point in such a way that when you started to juggle the sticks 
which is three objects, but they're tied together so you can't not drop them, etc. So we want to have all of those addressed. And that was one of those things that part one of the show is to make it when you juggle the sticks, they will go, how interesting. Mm. With all the stuff that you've said to me now and shown me in juggling and stuff beforehand, all of a sudden they come with you on your exploration mm. whilst often from a community which sees the the triangular ring mm-hmm. and gets angry <laughs> yeah they now go i can follow you through just like if you juggle that ring uh, the triangle at that point they go oh how interesting there's i can't i can't do this with any of the objects that i have had before and i didn't know because i got angry when it came there and you go oh maybe open it up a little bit so yeah yeah and then, and, and maybe the final the final aspect of 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 having a juggling education in a let's say a higher learning environment like a university and this is this is a whole other thing but it's so you have consciousness you have efficiency and you have belief in yourself mm. and it's the belief in yourself too i mean that's so it sounds so cheesy or cliche or something it's some, not something anybody talks about but just to believe in yourself which also comes down to having ambition and but believing in your ideas standing up to them and again that comes back to being a good editor making strong like standing behind your choices, having yeah. reasons for what, you know, hey, you, hey, you wore red pants, uh, you know, you wore a blue shirt, why'd you do that? And you believe in yourself enough to say, well, I, 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 I made a choice and I have a reason for it and I believe in it because so much of, like when we did Reflex, there wasn't one way that the show could come out that it would be good. Yeah. There was an infinite ways the show could be good and there was an infinite ways for the show to be bad. Yeah, probably more ways that the shows could be bad. Yeah, right. But anyway, that, yeah. But, but so that, you believe exactly in yourself right. and you just make a choice, you make a path, you make a choice and that's what you give to the audience and you have to stand behind it with conviction mm. and that comes a little bit with intention, right? Yeah. And, it, and I, I keep thinking of clarity of vision here but I also think that the idea was also how to take an abstract idea and make it concrete. And this is a good example of taking one thing which is very abstract. How do you develop a clarity of vision? Because then I was thinking of, I can't remember what the name of her was, but Victor, what's his name? Victor yeah, from yeah. yesterday? Yeah, Victor Jönberg. Yeah, so he works yeah. in a dance company. And this woman who's the, who's the choreographer of that one, when we had this great little conversation with him, what she does is with what, right. In the way that he said, infinite clarity goes, right. the cheer has to be there. Yeah. After much playing with, okay, there's going to be a car on stage, it's going to be covered with grass, right. it has to be here. Right. And when we come into the space, it has to be exactly there. And when you move your arm up, she's a dance choreographer, then it has to be at this pace. And yeah. she will drill you specifically a little bit faster. And then it's <laughs> dan- it's modern abstract dance for children mm. and the children are riveted. Mm. And it's a very popular show, permanent employees going around doing all this and kids are loving modern dance. That to me is a clarity of vision. And he is not being the person who is teaching them about recycling. Right. He is just being a dog for this moment and then he's being this mm-hmm. and the children are laughing and getting involved and that to me is like that clarity of vision goes they don't know why but the preciseness of the thing works and yep. that was kind of that like she has somehow gained that practice of saying yes or no and expressing with clarity 
yeah. what it is that she, she wants. She has conviction and a belief yeah. in what she's doing. And she then you can do it. something which is so abstract and abstractness or just waffling on like you and me now does. The children will just find it so boring and it's, <laughs> this is nothing like if it's not right. anything to grab onto. Yeah. But somehow this woman can coax out of her fellow uh, dancers and uh, jugglers these movements that rivets the children. And that is that I, that I find fascinating. Then it's communicating. I don't know what, but that's the beauty of abstract things is that it can, can communicate all sorts of stuff streaming at you just depending on what is going on inside you how you meet it and what you see in it so yeah and you can take all these concepts then on whatever conceptual level you want you can drill it all the way down so uh, claire parsons who victor works for she can be really specific about the quality of movement of raising your arm and that's a very minute detail mm. right but you you still have that clarity of vision mm. at that level but then you can abstract it up a level, like what's the clarity of vision of the show, what's the clarity of vision of the company, what's the clarity of vision of your life or yeah, work, yeah. et cetera, as an artist, yeah. do you see what I mean? Totally. Your career. Whatever. Yeah, and it's also, yet again, there is depth, infinite depth and mystery in everything, if you pay attention enough and you care about it enough. So you and me lift our arms and it is a non-event, Yeah. but clear. <laughs> can make Victor move his arm and the kids love it. So yeah. there you go. She's there you go. covering that. Well, <laughs> well done. Cool. All right. And that to me, uh, for that time being, and of course I've continued on exploring this uh, concept of uh, making sure that we are saying something and that we are capturing the people's attention when we say it. But this episode here uh, brings to a close this exploration over the last uh, three or four episodes of making abstract things concrete and the last idea here of the shows of Claire Parsons and and making something which is so abstract like the like modern dance uh, well, uh, I'm sure I'm sure there are examples of it not being abstract but but uh, making that riveting for children that that uh, shows that the ideas can be quite loose and um, and still be thoroughly engaging and I believe that this idea of um, clarity of vision that then expresses intent in the choices that's being taken that there is something valuable in that so to me these last few episodes of um, first exploring it with um, Ivar and Jay and now in these last two episodes exploring it uh, with Jay uh, through the lens of uh, teaching um, and of course it's through teaching from his point of view but it's also through development as artistic development of of uh, the students but that student as we've explored in the previous episode the one that is being educated is you you listening right now like are you being conscious of the choices that you're making? And are you asking a question and then asking, do I like that choice that I took? And is this choice furthering my way of expressing whatever I want to express with the show? Um, even if that, what you want to express is just, I want it to look 
cool <laughs> after all we've said about that or I want it to look impressive or I want it to be surprising or so or I want to make a lot of money then you go is this the choice that should be taken for to make the most amount of money um, and what do we see when we see a commercial show like that maybe we just maybe it's just it all it does is just it transports us into <laughs> feeling good all the way through uh, and that is the probably the most secure way for getting word of mouth to spread and all that sort of stuff but be all of that as it may I feel that some progress has been made in clarifying how to take choices when you're creating abstract work and although there's still a part of me that hasn't sort of been convinced enough that I would just do abstract work and maybe I still am struggling with abstract in, in that I've not taken the right intentions or so and maybe maybe, maybe I am um, I'm still somehow belittling it because I'm always seeing it through my own lens and I know whenever I do an act if I for instance choose not to talk and I just do a sequence of um, movements or whatever ever um, choices or magic tricks following in a row I know that people like it more when I start to say something and I know that they start liking it more when I um, when those things what I say in the beginning adds up and connects the stuff together so even though I find it really funny when I think oh it's great and then I just do this and then I just randomly do this next thing I know that as time goes on if I continue on performing the material I start to connect it up together and I guess through that then I am actually discovering what the intentions are and uh, and then it becomes concrete so maybe the line between abstract and concrete performance is a lot more blurry than I first anticipated when we when I joined <laughs> or got these fellow uh, thinkers and artists to help uh, to explore it with me and uh, anyway I hope that you've gotten something out of this because this hasn't been uh, these last four episodes or so I really feel like I have been coming in here with a question not having an answer that I wanted uh, the others to conform to I really wanted to try and grasp something and it is in character vision and intention and making that intention seen in the work and uh, how do we ensure that that happens well uh, I hope you try it out in your own work and if you make some uh, progress or you have some ideas then please contact me on the way of the showman at gmail.com or um, find me on Instagram on the way of the showman on Instagram and uh, you know why not follow us there and also follow this podcast just uh, click subscribe to it it uh, helps uh, the algorithms find me more easily if you like it and it also um, allows you to be notified when there's uh, new episodes coming and everything so I hope the new year is treating you well until next time take care of yourself and those you love and I hope to see you along the way <laughs> <laughs>